New Orleans Saints podcast presented by CP4 Wednesday, April 28th. I am Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, I will be joined by my co-host, Jonathan Shaver, as we welcome on ESPN's Mike Triplett to do a little Saints draft preview. Mike, it's been a while since we talked. How you doing, man? Well, you know, the season hasn't been going on for a while. There's been nothing to talk about, right? No, nothing to talk about at all. I don't see you or pay attention to anything you do on social media now. That's, you know, completely, completely done. But it's good to see you. Yes, same with both of you. Virtually. So we are recording this on Tuesday. It is going to be released on Wednesday, a day before the NFL draft. Mike, let's just jump straight into things here. Um, First year that the Saints are going to be having a draft without their star quarterback and Drew Brees, first time in 15 seasons. Last year, the Saints went 12-4. and Over the last four years, they've made playoffs, but they've lost in playoffs four years straight. Let's start things out with this this draft we know all of those facts coming into it but this year's draft a little bit different than in past years no combine you had some players who opted out some players who are playing right now in the spring what have you heard about you know the challenges of this year's draft specifically for the saints yeah challenge is the right word um you know mickey loomis said uh back at the senior bowl that he thinks they're you know all nfl teams probably know less about the prospects this year than they ever have before i mean very you know, very few on-campus visits throughout the season. Uh, not many GMs because of all the COVID protocols that would have been required were traveling to see games as much as they would last year. Obviously no combine. Um, uh, so, you know, in the pro days, <laughs> I, what a weird coincidence that in the uh, <laughs> COVID season, everybody ran a 4-2-8 at their 40-yard dash. Still so <laughs> a we have yeah. to, seriously, there has to be an award for, whatever, you know, employees at each of these schools repainted all of their lines uh, so that 40 yards was really 38 yards and nobody could tell the difference. But, we should uh, have had Darren Revell run it. But, you know, I mean, maybe that simplifies the process too in, in, in some ways. Makes Maybe it makes it, you believe your eyes a little bit more. Who knows? But, uh, uh, but, you know, and you're right, obviously a very important draft for the Saints. I think this is a Saints draft, like no other, 2015 comes to mind when they were in a mini rebuilding mode. But a lot of times we're like, they only need three draft picks like last year because there's only about five guys who can make the roster. This year, uh, you know, 12, 14 rookies could make this roster because they have more holes to fill than usual. And you mentioned the word rebuilding. Is this a re- Do you consider this a rebuilding year for the Saints? I mean, obviously the quarterback position is a huge pos- position. Sean Payton has said he has faith in the quarterbacks in the building. But do you see this as a rebuilding year for the Saints, Mike? No, I don't. And I, I think that was evident in how they approached this offseason. You know, the salary cap really – it was really unfortunate because – they, they usually manage the salary cap very close to the edge, but they have never gone over the edge, and they weren't going to if the cap had kept going up. But since the cap was reduced, they had to make some tough cuts that I, that I don't think they normally would have made uh, this year. But what they did do is they franchised Marcus Williams. They didn't trade Marshawn Lattimore. They didn't trade Ryan Ramchick. They didn't trade Teron Armstead or Cameron Jordan or Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. They kept – you know, there are 10 elite players on this team. They invested again in quarterback, re-signing Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I think there was a school of thought probably even in the building that whenever Drew Brees retired, they might go into a rebuilding mode. But then they drafted so well in recent years that this is still one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. So so 
it would be foolish to rebuild right now. They, they've got too much talent to rebuild right now. So I think Mickey Loomis said we're reloading, not rebuilding. But but they did have to make some tough cuts. Janoris Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Quan Alexander, Thomas Morstead, Josh Hill, and Jared Cook. Um, there are holes to fill. Well, first, my four three two is official, not <laughs> official, uh, not wind. <laughs> Just me against the elements, and so I'm there. <laughs> I will take that, you know, to my grave with me. <laughs> now, Mike, uh, we've gotten into the draft already. With the Wait, how, you, you didn't say how long you ran. You just said that you ran. <laughs> well, a you know, that's you know, you know, that's between me and the ten yards that I ran. That's between me and the ten yards that I ran. So, <laughs> so, Mike, now, what do the Saints need pressing now? I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. think all in the consensus of the positions they probably need to address, but, you know, spit it out for us anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, Sean Payton, who usually tells the truth in these kind of interviews, even though everybody's smoke screening all the time, made it clear cornerback is number one. And we know he's not lying because we can see it with our eyes. That they, need, <laughs> they need a cornerback to replace uh, Janoris Jenkins. Um, um, as an outside starter, I think they actually have really good, depth in, in the slot because uh, you know CD Deuce actually plays there most of all and, and both PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson have experience there but but another outside corner to hopefully come in and, and start alongside Marshawn Lattimore now they will not mean that does not mean we're taking the top corner on our board in the first round no matter what uh, if, if it doesn't work out in the draft then then they'll sign a free agent but they have to fill that need um, ideally it would work out in round one of the draft and, and they may trade up again as they have so many times in the past because it's that big of a need. But linebacker is pretty close. Uh, they need another linebacker to both start right away and eventually replace Demario Davis. I think receiver is right up there too. They need a number two slash three, uh, depending on what Traquan Smith is going to be after they released Emmanuel Sanders. And Traquan Smith only has one year left on his contract. So those are all big ones. Defensive end, uh, after they let uh, Trey Hendrickson go. Uh, um, uh, there's a couple more uh, defensive tackle after they let Malcolm Brown go. But, you know, potentially yeah. offensive tackles, they're not going to keep both Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead long-term. And then obviously quarterback. Quarterback could trump everything if they like one. We don't think there's one that they'll take at 28. And really, you know, they'd have to trade into the top 10 to get one of the top five. But maybe as early as 28, maybe as early as round two, you start getting into Stanford's Davis Mills and some other prospects. It, it, it's not a must, Sean Payton said, but it is the biggest decision that they, you know, biggest position they have to fill over the next few years, whether it's Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, or somebody who's not on the roster yet. Yeah, I think a sneaky late pick might be a tight end. I know, um, you know, you get both guys going, Josh Hill and and, uh, and Jared, uh, but Sean Payton specifically mentioned that he thought he liked some tight ends in this draft. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. took a little bit later uh, just to kind of buffer up that position. Uh, but Mike, when we talk about the difficulties of, of evaluating picks, how much, I guess, did last year help because, you know, it was kind of the beginning of COVID and yet they had been able to do some, you know, in-person, you know, interviews and those kinds of things. But I think they got a taste of it last year. How beneficial can that be for a team to have had that exposure to it in, in that way? Well, I think, you know, the Saints were obviously a team that, that handled COVID well going 12 and four last year, despite all the wrinkles that they faced. Um, 
although their rookie draft class, uh, you know, did not perform very well last year. It, not all rookies across the NFL struggled because of a lack of an offseason, but they did in New Orleans. And, and, and I think Cesar Ruiz and Zach Vaughn and Adam Troutman are going to have to play huge roles for this team this year. They're going to have to develop in year two. But it is interesting that the Saints targeted some of those guys. They had a small draft class last year, and they specifically said Ruiz, Vaughn, and Troutman to an extent were guys that, that they thought – you know, could handle maybe a lack of an offseason. They were really experienced, smart guys and stuff, and, and, and they struggled too. So, you know, it's hard to say the Saints know exactly how to handle the process after last year. I think all three of those guys could still pan out, uh, but they weren't instant successes. So, so they're learning to navigate their way through this as well. You know, from that standpoint, are they – I don't want to say bonus picks for this year, but, I well, mean, there was kind of red shirt seasons for Bond – uh, especially yep. and, and Troutman to a large degree. Now, Ruiz played almost out of necessity, but he had some injuries, whether it be Nick East <laughs> or Andrews Peak. But it seems like they're almost bonus picks this year. Well, bonus picks or, picks or, or, or sort of redshirt freshmen or whatever you yeah. want to call them, but super important, not bonus, super important. Um, we talked about those people they lost this offseason. They let Nick Easton go, who was splitting time with Cesar Ruiz. He is the starter at guard now uh troutman is the number one tight end on the depth chart now and and vaughn could potentially compete for that linebacker you know they let both Quan alexander and alex anzalone go um i don't think they're counting on vaughn because he played so little last year but if he proves that he can make a big leap in year two and and take over that starting position next to tomorrow davis that'd be huge Mike, we've kind of had two sets of conversation when it comes to quarterbacks in New Orleans. When Drew was injured with his rib injuries, we were talking, we were wondering who was going to take the reins. Was it going to be Jameis? Was it going to be Taysom? It ended up being Taysom. Now we're looking at things with a whole offseason, you know, ahead of the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton and the Saints have said that they are confident in the quarterbacks that they have. Are you? I think they're question marks, of course. I mean, neither Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill is a sure thing. That's not a controversial statement. But I think they're both good enough that you don't have to reach for anything else. You don't have to reach for another mid-level veteran. They didn't have to go out and sign Andy Dalton or Ryan Fitzpatrick or Mitch Trubisky or, you know, Nick trade for Nick Foles or anything like that. They don't have to trade for Gardner Minshew. They didn't have to make that big trade for Sam Darnold. Um, but the fact that, you know, so that, that means you don't have to reach. It means you don't have to trade up in round one and get in the top 10. You don't have to draft a quarterback this year, but you do still have to be looking um, um, because it's not secure. And even if, even if one of those guys pans out, they both only have one year left on their contract. So if they're superstars, then all of a sudden there's a financial issue uh, involved. So by no means do they have anything written in ink or concrete or anything for the future, but they have two candidates who are really good. I mean, they're, you know, two top 25 to 35 quarterbacks at, at the very least in the NFL right now. J.D., I have a question. Ask you to, oh, I'm going to ask you to put on your Mel Kuyper Jr. toupee. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the Saints, you mentioned they have, they need a receiver. Is this draft deep enough for them to get a guy who can contribute? Receiver for sure. Now, I don't know if they'll consider it their number one need that they have to get one at all costs, but there is going to be opportunity after opportunity with their four picks in the first three rounds. I mean, we, we just did our mock draft uh, uh, as NFL nation reporters uh, that, that um, 
airs Tuesday night on ESPN. And uh, uh, when I was sitting there at 28, the corners were all gone. And I was like, well, receiver's really tempting here. <laughs> this receiver's tempting. This receiver's tempting. This receiver's – you know, there were four guys I could have picked at receiver. Uh, and it was hard to choose among them. And then, you know, you go to the end of round two and it's going to be the same thing. You go into round three. Uh, all the analysts agree – uh, that follow this draft, and, and I think even some team executives have said it's so top-heavy, so deep in the first three rounds at that position. I think it'd be a shame if they didn't find one that fits, and, and I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities for them to do so. Now, Mike, J.D. mentioned earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, that Sean Payton in his conference, press conference at the Zurich Classic talked about the, the depth at offensive line and tight end. We also just mentioned wide receiver how much would a tight end open up things for Sean Payton's playbook? And do you think they're going into this draft or this offseason with more emphasis on a receiver or a tight end, wide receiver or a tight end? Well, I, it's going to be easier to get a receiver, I think. Um, uh, there aren't a lot of tight ends projected to go, you know, in that late first round uh, area and, you know, even when you get into rounds two and round three, you're going to have to love a guy for the grades to match up perfectly. Whereas receivers, if they're just going to be so easy to find one that you like, I, I feel like in that range, that that seems like a more likely target than me. And, and really with tight end, unless they're trading up to like number four with the rival Falcons to get Kyle Pitts, uh, I don't think that they can get a, a tight end in this year's draft that would immediately come in and, and take snaps away from Adam Troutman and, and Nick Vanette. I think, I think any tight end they get will be more depth, more versatility, more of a Josh Hill type role, uh, at least in year one. You know, Mike, with Taysom Hill exclusively at quarterback, how much does that affect the Saints depth wise? And how much do they have to cover those positions without him playing tight end or, you know, without him playing those special teams roles? That's a, it's a really good point, um, especially when you lose a Josh Hill who, who, who played so many of those roles as well. Um, and, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, I don't think the Saints are necessarily rooting for anyone in this this quarterback <laughs> battle. But I think it would be the best case scenario if Jameis Winston mm -hmm. proves that he deserves it, because then you can use Taysom Hill in, in those other roles. Uh, it would be a bonus for for Jameis winning the, the starting quarterback job. Uh, but but there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you, we take away Jared Cook, we take away Josh Hill from this offense, take away Emmanuel Sanders from this offense, and then if Taysom Hill becomes a quarterback, you're taking away a guy who just had seven touchdown catches two years ago. Mike, with the, the draft being in Cleveland last year, we were all sitting at home for last year's draft, joining first of many Zoom calls with NFL players. Do you like the virtual draft? Did you like the – you want to go back to in-person? Where Where is your loyalty on that? Well, I mean, as you know, behind the curtain, we're usually all in one big room together covering the Saints draft from basically just a it, – it's the team meeting room, but it becomes basically a supersized media workroom. And so, I, I mean, the question is, do we all want to be texting each other uh, snide comments and snarky comments while we're watching the broadcast, or do we want to be saying them in person in the room? I can't believe he's wearing a robe. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the one thing we will miss, of course, is that when the draft hits uh, 10 o'clock, then all four of the TV personalities who have the bank of cameras set up in the back of the room all start into their live TV hits at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. miss the Raisin Canes and the Donuts as well. Don't forget. That's, that's at least my favorite part of uh, being together in a room with all of you.
Well, Mike, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for providing some insight on this year's NFL draft. When is the uh, NFL Nation ESPN release tonight? At what time? That uh, was was Tuesday night. It aired. So is, are, are we talking past tense now? I stumbled over that when we were trying to, when I was trying to preview and I was like, can I reveal who I picked? When is this? Air? I played myself. It's fine. I played myself. <laughs> so Tuesday night, uh, that is released. You can follow Mike Triplett on ESPN. He always comes through with the articles uh, right there on ESPN.com. Mike, we appreciate your time. JD, thanks for joining me as usual. Thanks for having me. Apologies, Saints fans, for the confusion on the date there at the end, but one date that will not change is Thursday, April 29th, the first day of the 2021 NFL Draft. Of course, it will continue on Friday and Saturday, but Thursday, April 29th at 7 p.m. is when the NFL Draft will begin. You can watch on ABC, ESPN, or NFL Network. Before that, though, on Wednesday, we will have a press conference with uh, Saints General Manager, almost said Pelicans, Saints General Manager, manager Mickey Loomis that will be available on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints app make sure you keep an eye on that always good to hear uh, from Mickey Loomis before the draft to get a little bit of insight on his intentions going in uh, to Thursday we will also have a draft preview show this week I believe on Thursday to get you set for the NFL draft on Thursday night so be sure to keep an eye on your Saints app and NewOrleansSaints.com for that we'll have a draft recap show to get some insight from Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis on their thoughts on the picks that they made during the draft so you won't want to miss that either all right for Caroline Gonzalez or excuse me I am Caroline Gonzalez for John DeShazer and Mike Triplett we'll wrap things up on today's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek reminder check out at Saints on social media follow along for the draft Uh, starting on Thursday you won't be disappointed our draft content is elite top of the line the memes even better make sure you check it out saints fans everyone have a safe week enjoy the draft catch up next week